Welcome to the Better Than You Can Imagine podcast. We are Yana and Caitlin and both live with scoliosis, yet we are so much more. We have connected through exploring the layers of living with scoliosis and life in general. Join us in the twists and turns of life. It might be better than you can imagine. Yes, this podcast is not a substitute for any medical advice. We are here to share our point of view about living with scoliosis. Keep an open mind and always trust yourself. You can follow us on our Instagrams. Mine is at Caitlin Carlson, Caitlin with a K, Carlson with a C. And at Jana Speedings, J-A-N-A Speedings. Let's see what's even better than we can imagine. So Caitlin, do you have something to share with us that was better than you could have imagined? Yeah, um, there's been a few things in the past week that have been really sweet. Um, meeting up with one of my mentors and just holding like a really deep and tender need that I was having and um, sharing that with her and just the way that she, you know, showed up to support me and um, what she has offered me um, was just really incredible to me and so moving. And I just feel so blessed to have such incredible mentors in my life. Um, so that was definitely, you know, better than I could have imagined. What about you? Connections are always so good. And especially mm -hmm. when we go in without expectations. Yeah. um yeah for me um I moved um and the place I lived before in was I lived there for like 10 years and then when I moved I really noticed how much I think like it was holding me back or certain things were like frustrating me and I wasn't able to really allow it because I had to be in that space because um, I didn't have another option <laughs> for where to live. And then moving and just seeing what that brings and it what it's still bringing and how it's unfolding and what that means to me, I'm, yeah, it's still unfolding. <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. definitely better than I can imagine. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to the entire process of what this space new space uh, can hold for me mm -hmm. yeah I'm really excited for you Yay, yeah you. <laughs> yeah and then today we wanted to talk about um, kindness and mm -hmm. especially to ourselves definitely yeah definitely yes to ourselves first and foremost and you know in the context I think of not being so hard on ourselves for where we're at in our lives or even with everything with scoliosis um but you have such a beautiful framework of introducing this through yoga philosophy and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that yes of course so within yoga philosophy there is this virtue that is called uh, ahimsa in sanskrit um and it roughly translates to nonviolence. Um, how I usually explain this to my students is whenever we hear nonviolence, we directly think of physically nonviolence, um, but you can also relate it to mental nonviolence. So how kind are you to yourself? Um, 
and to me this is I know I know within yoga for scoliosis in general it's a big practice from my teachers too um, and for me it's one of my cornerstones keystones of how I practice um, because it helps me to unwind judgments um, and connect to more kindness in my practice and therefore connecting more to my body and its true needs mm -hmm. um, which sounds now easier than this <laughs> but um, yeah so this is one of the virtues where when we have the eighth uh, limb path of yoga it's in the first uh, virtues that are described um, for your practice so the third limb is our asanas which we all know but uh, the other ones also have to do with the pranayama our breathing and with different forms of meditation or practices that lead up to meditation um, and they're just different virtues that are being held within the yoga philosophy and ahimsa is a big one within the yoga for scoliosis community um so for me i think I, i'm just just now wondering if this is when i started to practice being kinder to myself but i feel like even before that i was already gaining more awareness of the judgment that I had towards myself, maybe also from my upbringing or mm -hmm. things that have been said that you then say to yourself. And then that I was questioning, like, is this really a truth? And is this something that I would say to myself or am I repeating this mentally because I've heard this? Um, is it actually someone else, their opinion and not mine? And it might be something that I can uh let go of yeah so yeah so, do you have any yeah no I connect with what you're saying and what you're talking about so much and I remember when I was you know in my early yoga days and my instructor was talking about how you know she realized that she was in an abusive relationship with herself and she said it in a sort of joking way but also like in a very tender way of, wow, like some of the, sometimes the stuff that we say to ourselves is so hurtful and it's so cruel and it's so mean. And if somebody outside of us was saying it to us, you know, we would feel that pain, but how hard sometimes it is to see, you know, that we do the, the same thing to ourselves. Um, and I think it's hard to have an awareness around that because sometimes those really self-critical thoughts, um, uh, feel so true like oh well this is just this is the reality and this is um this is how I need to talk to myself in order to make a change or to um you know motivate myself or whatever whatever yeah. we're believing about how that functions in our lives yeah. um and so even just you know I feel like having having a concept of like I can be kind to myself I don't have to be mean to myself paired with uh, an awareness of what our internal dialogue is is the recipe for really shifting out of um, a space where we can tend to be so hard on ourselves when 
we don't really need to be and it's not doing what we hope it might be yeah it's not really serving us as we think it does like you said usually it does more harm than than good um and what I like to refer to to a lot of the times is like would you say this to a child like if a child was in distress or something the things that are you are saying to yourself would you say them to a child to help it or not right. yeah have that reflection like is this something that could be harmful or helpful mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that's always such a good good way to frame that yeah I remember um too when I was early on in my whole process with coming to terms with my relationship with scoliosis in my body and all these things and a friend of mine who also has scoliosis and my lifelong pen pal um she shared with me these letters that we would write back and forth to each other when we were in high school and when I was reading them I was just struck by how hard we were on ourselves with all of our care with scoliosis like I really need to be doing more I'm not doing enough you know if I did more my back would be better if I did more you know um whatever whatever we thought was going to happen it was like we just need to be doing more we need to be better about doing all of our exercises and wearing our brace as many hours as we can and really need to be sticking to all these things and I was like wow is that when is that when this really became like a solidified part of my life and my self-talk and um you know I it probably has roots that are deeper than that um but it was just it struck me, you know, because it was not just how I I was addressing my health as a teenager, but that had led into how I was dealing with myself as an adult. But it was sort of like, this is how I'm approaching so many different things in my life. And, um, you know, now I think part of my process is, well, if I want a change, how can I meet myself where I'm at and nurture myself where I'm at? to allow for that change to sort of unfold organically versus, um, you know, being really hard on myself and making these judgments against where I'm at. And I'm just wondering, like, if you could also speak to how do you, how do you recognize in yourself when um, you're in that space that I think, you know, we can all still find ourselves in how do you recognize that and how how do you know when to meet yourself with more compassion and from you know this perspective of being nonviolent? yeah so what I recognize in your story too is like these if statements if then I'll be happy if um and that's all like future based and trying to go for a result um, and in, indeed like you're saying not accepting where you are in this moment um, so for me when I noticed and that's also when the mind takes over and it wants to be a certain way while that's not where you are in that moment and it almost feels like you have to punish yourself in this moment now but while that that is not the case so 
if I feel like my mind is taking over, I, in my yoga practice, for instance, do some grounding practices so that I can be where I am now and then recognize what I need now. And like, if my mind says, no, you need to do this. I, I'm like, okay, I first need to nurture and nourish myself and my being and then see what is one little step or one thing that I could do for the thing that I think I need because what I've learned through the years too is sometimes we have these wants but it's not our needs <laughs> yeah. and then letting go of thinking that I know everything that I want that will fix everything and allowing like you're saying to to tune into the needs nurture those and then the things that you truly need will unfold and will make sense um will make more sense and this this is more of like an open practice and it does help for me with yoga to know to have certain tools to do the grounding practice or to also know then what is nourishing to yourself and like you were saying how do you feel it so sometimes when I do feel these judgments I can feel it like in the pit of my stomach like it's like clenching or like becoming smaller or even my posture might become smaller because I'm like um, maybe feeling some shame or guilt about something and of course it's always good to reflect in the moment whether there's anything to address mm -hmm. but a lot of the times it's really like okay I can just allow this feeling to be there and still have like an open posture and deep breaths so that I'm not holding my breath because of that cramping in the pit of my stomach and then trusting that um, I can get through the moment and that I don't need any punishment or need to do more or, or um, that just where I am right now is exactly enough and then of course if I need some time to either work on a relationship on your work or um, anything else that you any goals that you have it doesn't need to be in that specific moment you know then I sometimes I just take a break for a few minutes and then I'm like okay when can I plan in the time to this thing that I'm apparently worrying about to just take some intentional time to think about it and to set some actions um, in a kind manner to myself too. Mm -hmm. um, so that I I will that I won't let my mind take over from my body and that I honor my nervous system um, and respect my body. Mm -hmm first before the mind takes the wheel yeah <laughs> that yeah. makes sense definitely definitely yeah I think too you know when it when we get into those spaces of being really self-critical or really hard on ourselves um or like you're feeling those judgments in your body you know just to say it in a different way it's like there's a need there's something that needs some love mm -hmm. you know whether that's just our body whether it's you know past memories or past experiences or 
you know, an old version of ourselves that just needs to be seen or to be heard or held in a different way. Um, you know, it's like, there's something that is, is needing our care. And, um, if we can just turn to that and hold it, you know, then I think things really start to shift on their own. Right. And then you can, like you're saying, you can, you know, get in touch with what your what you're really needing and overall in that moment from yourself. Yes, yes, really holding a space for it and allow it to unfold because this existence and the body itself too, it's so smart. Um, and usually we are, we're just overriding it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly, yeah, what I'm yeah trying to say, like the mental mind taking over instead of turning into that body and that love and holding that space for for ourselves for it to unwind Mm -hmm. um yeah yes and i guess i guess that's a good way like to shift from that punishing like no this is not something i need to punish right now but yes that it needs my love and my attention it's it's asking attention Mm -hmm. um and just like with a child, you can be like, hey, it's asking attention. And you can say, like, stop asking for attention. <laughs> but it will keep asking for attention. Yeah. So usually it's also helpful with when a child is asking for attention to give it some love and nurture and give it the space to start explaining to you mm-hmm. what's going on and being calm. Um which will then help the child to calm down too and maybe express what it needs or maybe even just giving it attention, the child comes down. And sometimes that's for us too. Sometimes we don't need more than just giving it attention and the body's like, okay, you're listening. And it's like, okay, we're good. And you can get on going again. So sometimes it's just that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so true. So true, but I'm also just thinking in this moment about, you know, the general concepts of um, wellness in our world and how I think that there is an expectation that if we are well or if we are doing well or thriving in our lives, then we won't ever have to deal with some of these things, you know? Yeah, which is um, and true. so, huh? Which is not true. <laughs> which is not true. Yes, and I think we all really need, you know, a deep grounding in that truth of you can be well, and all this stuff can come up. And part of, you know, I think what we're inviting ourselves into, and what we're trying to invite other people into, is you know, wellness is really more about having the tools to meet you where you're at and putting those tools into practice um, because we're human beings. And when you have self-critical thoughts or you have judgmental thoughts or you have um, different things like this arise, it's okay. You know, like there's, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make you wrong to even be experiencing these things. It's such a natural, normal part of our lives and um I don't think the goal is to get rid of them it's just how do we actually learn to meet ourselves when they show up 
Yes, for sure. And I definitely think if people think like through yoga or meditation, you can get rid of them. I feel like that's not a healthy way. And I don't want to say like, like spiritual bypassing almost, or not really grounded in reality in a way. Um, so I definitely think that it's so important to acknowledge that we're just humans and that life will always change, will always trigger us. We will always have these judgments, but we will gain the tools um, to deal with them in a better way and be kinder to ourselves and um, recognize them sooner, recognize the signals of our body sooner so that we don't need things to escalate. And mm -hmm. I think for me, that's a big part of my practice too, is like, how can it can it become less and less escalated so that I be can become more aware of when something is popping up and I'm like, wait, that's already not really a kind of thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's shift this um perspective and see. Yeah, and I and I really think that then it becomes fun to play with and see like how can you be in life and go about the things with curiosity and how you're reacting how your relationships might change how you work um so let's say you log into instagram and you're not grounded in your curiosity you're mm -hmm. more in the soup of feeling a little judgmental and mm -hmm. critical what happens I think you know jealousy can occur for instance when you see other people their posts and you're like oh if you weren't able to go on a holiday and you see their holidays and you're like oh my goodness they're they're like oh and I might not be working hard enough um, or comparing to oh they went to that dinner and I'm not able to you know all these comparisons mm -hmm. um, yeah and and then shifting that more towards like oh I see my friend having a nice time I'm so happy for them and like oh what am I doing I'm so happy for maybe if I'm doing other things um, mm -hmm. to share that uh, with them and allowing each of us to have our unique experience mm -hmm. be happy for each other yeah how about yeah. you yeah, I mean, I think it's so easy with the way that social media works for us to make up all these stories about how other people are living their lives or how they're making things happen. And it can be, you know, really so such a rich space of entering um, unconsciously and beating up on yourself like uh, this isn't happening for me, but it's happening for them. And how yeah. how, do, how are they doing it? And how are they getting to go to all these places and ah, I don't understand blah, 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 you know, um, versus, you know, really getting grounded in yourself and having a little bit more of a conscious experience with it and feeling inspired by what you're witnessing and, um, and holding an awareness of, I have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes for anybody that's, I'm witnessing on this app and um, you know, and that way I get to have more compassion for myself and I get to have compassion for whatever struggles 
they may be holding that they're not sharing with us um yeah but it's so easy I think to to fall into those spaces for sure yeah yes it's very human to uh to compare and imagine things filling in the gaps that we know nothing about um Mm -hmm. and stop stop focusing so much on the external and other people and start going more inward and what is true for us um and what our true needs are because sometimes I also look at like okay they're doing these things in their lives but would I want their life I'm like no (laughs) right yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm building my own things and I'm mm-hmm. happy with that it might look different and other people may judge that too. But I am uh I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing the next best next best thing for me. Yeah. Taking my next step, no one else's next step, and meeting myself where I'm at. I feel like we could talk so much more about this topic, but I think for now, this might be a nice, good way to close this off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to set an intention for myself today and this week of bringing more mindfulness to the moments when I feel that self-criticism or judgment arise Mm -hmm. and seeing how I can really soften with more compassion and more kindness i will join you awesome well thanks yana thank you caitlin and thank you to our listeners